I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and I don't know why Ingrid Bergman won this Oscar. <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and oh, Sister James, I have such doubts. <laughs> <laughs> that was a runner-up for me, Oh, too, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I kind of felt, I was like, oh my God, I think he's going to say it. And it's going to be the second yeah. time this happened, because... We just love that line so much. We do. Um, we love that. It's you know it. You know it. This is a tangent, but I love that ending. It's such a, it's such like a like a horror movie ending. It's such like a the killer's not dead kind of ending. It's yeah, so, yeah. Like, pulpy. Um, yeah, because how do you wrap that up anyway? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, poor sister James, uh, having to yeah. clean that mess up. But <laughs> speaking of messes, oh, before I move on from doubt, this will tie yeah. us into what we're talking about today. I do like the last week we did kind of quantum casting. Like, what if we? I think it was like Diane Weist, but twenty years oh, ago. Oh, and Anna Faris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to see Ingrid Bergman in Doubt as Sister Aloysius. Oh yes. I mean that confrontation, you know, in the office in the last scene, like that. Ugh, that I would have loved to see, but. With like a Sandy Dennis type. Stop it. Stop it. I have to go lay down. I have to go I lay know, down. Yeah. That would be heaven. Sandy Dennis as Sister James. I'm done. I'm done. That's my yeah. PSA of the week, folks. Yeah. End of episode. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Here comes the music. Um, <laughs> but of course, we don't have Ingrid Bergman as Sister Aloysius this week. We have Ingrid Bergman as Greta Olson in Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. I remember. It's like. It seems that, I mean, granted, this has only happened probably like twice now uh, that we we cover a movie with like with Goldie Hawn when we did um, Shampoo. We were mm-hmm. like, we're excited about Goldie Hawn. And then we watched the movie with Goldie Hawn and we are more excited about Ingrid Bergman. And then we watched the movie with Ingrid Bergman. And I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of into Wendy Hiller in this movie, too. I don't know why she wasn't nominated. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And Wendy Hiller, yes, yeah, she is a... We'll eventually have a Wendy Hiller episode. Yeah, yeah. Separate tables. Separate tables. Nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, that's been on my list for a while. I'm I'm very curious about that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Ingrid Bergman was originally offered that role, but she instead wanted yeah. to play Greta. And um, yeah, it, it right. Like I yeah, I think this is the second time where like one movie inspired us to talk about another actress. You know, in it in yeah. another movie, and both times we. We we didn't like the movie. I mean, I don't want to speak yeah. for you, but I don't like this movie. Oh man, I was struggling. Yeah, um, I it, it was almost, and I I like this kind of story though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting more of like a Knives Out vibe mm-hmm. rather than 
um, what I was given. And I know, I mean, to all you Agatha Christie fans out there, this is a this is like textbook Agatha Christie uh, in every sense of the word, mm-hmm. too. But I, I just don't know what was missing. I don't know if it was like pacing or. Uh, the way I I just wasn't invested in the in the story as much, and I will say this right off the bat: I was kind of confused at some points. I was like, "Who is she again? What's happening?" Mm-hmm. The sort of flashback. Um, it it I guess it kind of deserves a second watch, but I don't really want to go back and watch it. I'd rather read it to be honest. Yeah, I think this would be yeah maybe easier read. Um, yeah, there were also just way too many scenes of uh, a train car full of men talking. And oh yes, exactly. Yeah. Now I I I am unlike you. I am not a gifted actress. I can't pretend I didn't see something <laughs> and then at the end of the episode reveal that Ooh, in fact I had. Yes. So yeah. So yeah. conversely, I need to admit that I watched most of Murder on the Orient Express by hitting the ten seconds forward button. Yeah. Um. It, especially the scenes with the men. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I watched Ingrid Bergman's scenes. I mean, there aren't many. Uh, and, like, watched some of the other ladies just because it was like, oh, there's a lady. Um, I mean, I will not say that Lauren Bacall was the assistant to the Best Supporting Actress because she no, was... she wanted to be. She wanted she to wanted be. She wanted to be, yes. God, she was... I don't know how up-to-date you are with season 12 of Drag Race, but she is the Jan of this cast, trying Ooh. way too hard and completely yes. missing the mark. Uh-huh. No, I get that reference. Yeah, yeah I get yeah, that. You're up to date. Um, yeah. Uh, I wonder who could have played that Lauren McCall part. Like now it's like the, the retroactive casting that we were doing again too. But, um, oh, yeah. I Just because she's supposed to be, I don't want to say annoying is the first word that comes to my mind because that's what I was with Lauren McCall mm-hmm, in this movie. Right. Like she has moments i will say it's not a complete loss like i get what she's trying to do i get the energy that she's serving us to but i it just wasn't grounded enough it was like i'm in a play mm-hmm. as opposed to i'm you know kind of really immersed in this character and i understand her and yeah i'm not gonna chew the scenery as much as i should i don't know she was very it's... oh my god oh my god you guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i know yeah she she uh she was telling courtney to take her break yeah <laughs> yeah she came in at a 10 yeah i was that was one of the i think that was one of the biggest takeaways i had from this movie and the elements of it that i watched was how terrible lauren bacall was and she's obviously a great mm-hmm. actress but oh it was like so unpleasant um yeah. And how, like, wasted Vanessa Redgrave was. I mean... Yes! Like, God, like, she, the few moments she had, it was like, okay, more of this? This is... Yeah, cool. more Vanessa, mm-hmm. more Ingrid, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very keen to... We're, we're circling Ingrid, but we're going to we're gonna land yeah, the we'll plane at Bergman Airport soon. I... Um, Wendy Hiller, it was... It was so much. I was like, I, I don't even know where to start with you. I really kind of enjoyed, in contrast, Rachel Roberts and how, like, not yes, uh, covered in pancake makeup she was, you know? Yeah, right. I, that was the one thing that really got me. But I did, like... So you said you think Wendy was a little bit over the top, you're saying? I or think, just, like, her look? You know, or both? I think that Wendy, it's kind of like judy dench in shakespeare in love where it's like the character is so there's so much ornamentation to the character and to the Mm -hmm. costuming that that kind of contributes to the performance but judy dench and wendy hiller are both great actresses but i think 
they're kind of a little swallowed in in the in the costume and in the character and in the um I don't know the spectacle of it that it doesn't feel like I'm watching a performance it feels like I'm watching like a like a a visual performance you know I see I mean the costume itself is a BSA of this oh, movie it's too insane. like the feathers of the black um I, I was always distracted by <laughs> Her eyeliner that every time she blinked, it would like be caked up to her like upper oh, eyelid yeah. too. I was like, come on, who's what's whose job is it to like for consistency in every shot to just like wipe that out? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Where is Wendy um, Hiller's eyelid assistant? I did see the I mean, she's obviously an Oscar winner. She knows what she's doing. I think there was the one thing that kind of bothered me that she chose to do was like kind of this like physical like it was like she took a vial of poison before the scene started and it was slowly killing her mm-hmm. as the scene was being filmed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. She was kind of twitching a little bit and kind of just like almost chewing and maybe shaking a bit. Yeah. Um, a little bit unstable. That was a choice she made, I guess. Uh, but I would rather see like Dowager Countess Maggie Smith. Like she's sure of herself. She's planted. She knows who she is and, um, and she delivers too. So, yeah. Uh, this was, love you, Wendy. Yeah. We'll get to you eventually. Wendy but. Hiller of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I mean, in terms of the men, I mean, I, there's something about the actor Michael York, the guy with that little mustache, that I, oh. like, can't with. Like, he's one of those people who's like, if he's in something, it's like a reverse Diane Weist. I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a Diane Keaton <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least for you. Totally. I love Diane. I know you love you love Diane. I mean, too. Diane is um, kind of like a hate watch. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just know Michael York from Cabaret, who I really I liked him in Cabaret. I the, really the the thing in this movie that just bugged me was that stupid mustache. Yeah. I could not with him. There's something about that. It just like took all the sexiness out of him and just like made him like. Uh, this is a deep, not a deep cut, but it reminded me of uh, the guy in Moulin Rouge. Who played the uh, it was like the the bad guy, um, who I actually think is very is quite good in that movie, and I can't remember his name or the character. Yeah, all I'm thinking really of is well Jim Broadbent, but it wasn't him. Jim Broadbent is magic in that movie. Yeah. I love him. It's it's like high camp. It I is. I love him a lot. It's, yeah, it's um, high drag. Yeah, yeah. I think he's fantastic. Um, I mean, one word, Sean Connery. Though oh I my mean, God. it's I yeah. went on a wormhole because I was like what and i knew he was handsome but i had no idea yes i went and i just like googled sean connery young mm-hmm. you're not young <laughs> but he is <laughs> but i i needed to see more and he delivered yeah my lord i mean it's like you know everyone i mean i think that sean connery has certainly gotten his his due credit for being really sexy but it's like when you like burt reynolds is is it's it, Burt Reynolds is almost when you look at Sean Connery is almost like the great value version of Sean Connery. Burt Reynolds is Ooh. super like super hot in his day, like in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds, wrap me up in that Burt. But I yes. Um, then when you see Sean Connery and like in like early James Bond movies and in this, it's like oh my god, this is a yes. deluxe with fries. It really is. I was quite smitten with him. And I think in this movie, he's like, I don't know, like 40s or late, late 40s. He's like perfect. I know. He's just like the perfect age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is in this aged movie. to perfection. And, he is uh, a Merlot of a man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I skipped around too much to see much of Anthony Perkins, but I was just like, oh, 
yeah, girl. you don't you you already know what he is yeah. like without really even watching this nervous, twitchy, you know, sort of suspect kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I mean, and, Jacqueline Bissett showed up. Uh, yeah, that's my next one. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, um, sure. and I think she was in Day for Night as well, which oh. uh, was one of the other nominated performances. Oh yes, yeah. yes, um, no, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think in terms of other, you know, the rest of the cast, like, I, I mean, I can't believe we've gotten this long without talking about Albert Finney. I was just going to say, yeah, I was saving him for last. But yeah. like, it's kind of a terrible performance, right? So here's what I... <laughs> Am I crazy? <laughs> so at first I was like, because he's very much, I mean, give me Tim Curry and Clue any sure. day to be this sort of like... Poirot. Poirot? Am I saying that right? I think Why it's Poirot. Like I'm pretty sure it's Poirot. Poirot. Yeah, I got a bad case <laughs> of Let's the Poirot. Let's just make everyone as mad as we yeah. can by just Instead mispronouncing Instead of it. trying to get it right, I'm going to get it really wrong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Piranha. Pirates. Yeah. Is that what Perot, it is? Um, yeah, he. Yeah, I remember him. Ross Perot. Yeah. Yeah. He ran in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, I remember uh, him. That guy does everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw it, I was like, okay, he looks like him. And he's giving me, I think one of the reasons why I didn't mind it so much the, uh, is because he was kind of giving me the energy that I needed. I just needed it to be a little bit, bit more fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, You're not, not that fun. murder <laughs> is fun. You're not fun. <laughs> I say this to him. <laughs> um, it just wasn't, I don't know what I expected going into this movie, but I thought it would just be a little bit cheeky at parts. Mm-hmm. And I think th- um, some of the characters offered that. Um, here and there like kind of just like being annoyed with each other and giving a short little you know a jab um about whatever but um like i needed ingrid bergman to be ingrid bergman in cactus flower Mm -hmm. and with those quick remarks but there was no way that that character was ever going to be it so i looked for it in lauren bacall and that wasn't really giving me what i wanted Mm -hmm. i just wanted i don't know it sounds silly to just say i just wanted to laugh but i just wanted a little bit of energy i guess because it just seems so like Everyone is so red herringy in this movie, if that's even a mm-hmm. word it is now. It's just like the glances, everyone's right. guilty. I mean, everyone is guilty. Spoiler alert. Yeah, by the way. They all did it. They're all bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> send them all home. Yeah. Yeah, send them all home. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, hear you. Yeah, go, go, go. Um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I enjoyed, I took the express train. So I had a, I had a pretty good ride because I, mm. I zipped through most of it. Um, Mostly because I just, one of the things I've realized in this age of quarantine, which I know everyone is tired of people talking about, but I can't help it. It's right outside my window. Um, Actually, it's inside my window because I'm quarantined. Um, But (laughs) in this age of quarantine and having to just consume content all the time, plus it being, I don't know, because I'm a grown woman now, I'm 35. If I don't want to watch something, I'm just not going to watch it. Oh, I love that I'm just not going to watch it. If If I don't like it, to quote Tatiana, then I don't like it. I don't like and, it. <laughs> then why are you looking in my direction? Yeah, then why are you watching? Yeah. And <laughs> and so, you know, when I started watching this, I was like, I don't want to watch two hours of this. I just don't. No. So I was like, okay, well, I need to, like, be informed. So I'm just going to watch the parts I want to watch. Um, yes. And I didn't know how little Ingrid was in mm. this movie. I knew you had warned me, but I was like, okay, well, there has to be something, some sort of like, and then I was like, no. And then I was reading articles as I was watching the movie about how she won the Oscar, and she said she she was only in one scene, and I was like, oh, that's it? That's all we get? That was it, yeah. I mean, 
she basically has, if you want to count that first scene looking for her, her St. Yeah. Christopher medal, um, and then there's the interrogation scene, um, which, you know, I, I will, w- the one thing I, w- I mean, we'll talk about, yeah, there's, there's yeah. lots I want to say about it, but like, it is a single take. The whole thing is, yes, and, which is cool. And that is really cool. And I think in that framework, granted, like theater actors are like, yeah, wow. Three minutes of uninterrupted acting. Amazing. Groundbreaking. Yeah, you know? sure. Yes. Um, I get that. And I agree with that. But I think, um, in movies, you so rarely get to see that. So it is a novelty. Um, but after that scene, I mean, yeah, she's kind of in the background of the interrogation of like the group interrogation scenes looking very dismayed. Um, yeah. And, you know, then she's in that blue light scene and then she is the final clink of that stupid champagne toast at the end. I know. I was like, guys, do we need to do this? I know. It goes on so long for a while i there was just i think that was my biggest problem with the film as a whole i was like there are a lot of exterior shots of just like the train going through the countryside which fine it's very beautiful Mm -hmm. but i don't need to see like they're they just showed more of the train being stuck in the snow we know they're stuck it's fine and another thing besides just the exteriors too is just all those shots is at the end I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. Uh, everyone has a part in it. And there is this like stabbing scene where everyone <laughs> takes a stab. That's all I'm going to say mm. at someone. And I do understand why it had to happen. But there's 12 people I have to get through this stabbing. I'm like, this is like 15 minutes here. Not 15 minutes. But I, I just don't know why it seems so long. But the other thing that I will say, and this is going to be my runner up for the BSA, but I'm just going to say it now. Go for it. There is an app. Um, that I got on my smart TV because I always try to find it for free, any film that we have to watch. Um, and I searched it on our smart TV, and there's a, a, an app called Pluto TV. Ooh, have you heard of this? No, I have not. Ooh, it is um, it's awesome. So it is half live TV, half like on-demand movies, and it's free. Wow. Um, the only snag is that you have to watch commercials. Mm-hmm. So, But it kind of was nice, not for this movie specifically. Right. Um, because it was so long. It was like two hours and five minutes was the total, like, length of time and i thought that's how long the movie was but that was how long it was with commercials but they have a plethora of movies that are right up like uh, that are like bsa approved really um that are available yes a lot and of course i can't remember any of them right now but as i was flipping through i was like yes 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 so um download it for sure you can get it on your phone and as soon as i was done watching murder on the orient express i turned it off and I was still in the Pluto TV app, and guess what was playing on live TV, Colin? Oh, Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> I know, can you I know, right? Um, it was the hours. <gasps> it was the tail end of the hours. So they play movies like that, wow. like just 24-7. I, I love that because it kind of approximates that old, like, movies on TV feeling. Like, like sometimes I just yes. want a movie on in the background while I'm, like, folding yeah. laundry. Yeah, and it gives you time, like, very rarely. I I don't have cable, so everything that I watch nowadays does not have commercials. And it is nice to sometimes, you know, grab a little snack. Yeah, I mean, we know we can hit the pause button, but there's something about... It's that trained experience of the commercial break is your opportunity to get up and go get a snack. Yeah, and then run around and, you Mm -hmm. know, stretch your legs. It was nice. So Pluto TV, uh, that was my runner-up for the BSA of the week. It's really wonderful. Wow. Um. And this movie was on there for free, so 
get into it. So yeah, so bitch, get into it. Well, all right. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, there's a lot of those apps like Crackle and things like that. There are yes, where yeah, the way they they're free, but they make you watch ads. But like the selection, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I found a lot of things where searching for something, it's like, yeah, there was one called like Tubi, and that was where I found some movie I had to watch for like Matreon or something, and I was like, all right, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Um, yes. Yeah. So yes. So you know, I would have to say. Uh, before we dive into the fellow nominees that murder on the Orient Express of all of the movies that we have talked about and featured on best supporting podcast so far, it has probably my least favorite. Yeah. Favorite film, favorite, like, uh, you know, BSA winner, would you say, which is hard to say because it's, it's Ingrid. That's a good question. I mean, I'm trying to remember how much I liked Vicky Cristina Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> I th- yeah, I know. Because it's, I mean, as far as just general confusion mm-hmm. after this movie ended, like as soon as they started clinking, because I thought there was going to be another breakdown, which there kind of was at the end mm-hmm. with, from Ingrid and, you know, her, her role and all of it. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't get it. It's like even less screen time than Judy Dench. I swear it is. Or it's like comparable at least. I think a lot of it because she's apparently on screen for 14 minutes. But I think oh, a, interesting. a lot of it, though, is probably in those group shots, you know? Yeah, I was going to say. So that's like in terms of individual like moments and scenes, like it, it's it's down there with Judy and Beatrice. Um, yeah. I also want to just mention that. I think, or maybe I or position this question in this conversation about whether this is our least favorite BSA, is if we were doing a bracket, which which performance, do which Oscar do we like less, this or Laura Dern in Marriage Story? Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's a good bracket, right? And then throw in Jessica Lange oh in my there for Tootsie too. Yeah, you got. I forgot about her. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's funny we. That was like that's the one I think we've panned the most, and yet we've used that as a reference point the most as well. Like, yeah, we it's have. crazy how that Oscar is so like significant in another way. Um, yeah, I would say that I'm so conflicted because I I don't like this movie. I do think that this role is very thin and and limited. I appreciate that Ingrid Bergman is emptying the tank with tricks and acting choices Mm -hmm. and things to try to liven it up. I think that I can see her acting, but, and normally that's kind of like a, 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 a mark against an actor, but I also love watching actors act. So it's a very specific, like subjective point of view of like, I love acting choices. And so when I see someone making one, Sometimes it's like, oh God, look at it's look at you being Lauren Bacall right now, making broad acting choices. But yeah, when you're yeah. really good at it, like Ingrid Bergman, it's like, oh, yeah, but that's like it's like Meryl. It's like I can see you acting, but you're really good at it. Yes, it's kind of, and at this point too, she is. She was kind of like she had that Meryl status. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like she had two Oscars under her belt. It's like everyone knew her. Um, there's a, a little bit of trivia from IMDb that because or no maybe it wasn't IMDb I think it was just an article because I always now I just for the last like couple of episodes I was like why did and then I insert the actress mm-hmm. 
or or did and then I insert the actress deserve the Oscar for blank movie. Mm-hmm. So I read that people in Hollywood really just liked Ingrid Bergman and wanted to make up for her treatment in the 1950s when she left her husband to live with Robert or excuse me Roberto Rossellini. Mm-hmm. And she was among the first and not the last who protested that Valentina Cortese uh, deserved it uh, for her performance in Day for Night. And she even says that, like, in her speech, her Oscar speech, it was like when Adele beat Beyonce for Lemonade. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, and and maybe that's... Maybe that maybe that is a good segue for us to get into. Yes, Indeed, please. Valentina Cortez, Cortese, Cortez. Cortese. Uh, I'm gonna much like Poirot. I'm gonna Cortez. say Cortese, and Love hope it. for the best. Um, <laughs> because indeed, Valentina Valentina Cortese was nominated for Day for Night. This is this is a crazy year. The problem we have of like the years not lining up for award shows. Um, it was weird. Yes. Yeah, the years don't line up for the award shows, but it's an interesting one because uh, if we start with the BAFTAs, three of the nominees for the Academy Award won in the during in the BAFTAs across across three different years. Valentina Cortese, wow. Diane Ladd, and Ingrid Bergman each won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar in 1973, 1974, 1975. That's Messing with my head. A Isn't that bit. crazy? For the movies that, that we're about to talk yeah, about? Yeah, for these movies. So in 1973, Valentina Cortese won um, the BAFTA for Day for Night. And I think that Ingrid Bergman was saying that the movie Day for Night, like. It won Best Foreign Film the year prior, the year prior. at the Oscars. Yeah. Yes. So it was like, I don't know what you're doing in the category this year, but. Um, so she had won the BAFTA that year for Best Supporting Actress. Um, and then in 1974 at the BAFTAs, Ingrid Bergman won for Murder on the Orient mm-hmm. Express. And in 1975, Diane Ladd got it for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Wow. Yeah. So I kind of love in a way that like each of them were recognized because, I mean, without jumping too far ahead, I have seen Day for Night and Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. And like both of them are quintessential BSA performances. Yeah, when the clips that I saw too, I think like it's like when you get these performances that we're talking about and you see something else, it's like we're given a hamburger and then you see like, you know, <laughs> like a filet mignon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at someone like, else's I want plate that. and you're like, oh. Yeah, why isn't anyone paying attention to this thing? Right, over here? Yeah. right. And I think that's um, so ultimately everyone got steak eventually at the BAFTAs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It, I like it's that. worth mentioning just in terms of other n- nominees across all these years, because we've talked about 1975 before we've talked about Nashville before this was the year, yes. the year that Diane Ladd won for Alice doesn't live here anymore. Ronnie Blakely and Gwen Wells were nominated for Nashville. Mm. Uh, and Ronnie Blakely was kind of my vote to win yes. BSA that year. Um, and then in, for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, this is a really interesting nomination. It's very much an assistant to the Best Supporting Actress. Um, it's uh, her, The actress's name is Lelia Goldoni, and she hmm. plays uh, Ellen Burstyn's like, friend who's only in the first act of the movie. Like She's in two or three okay. scenes. She's good. She's really like it. it she's, I mean, she, doesn't really, she has like moments of being emotional, but it feels like one of those roles where you're like, yeah, she's good, but why, why did why did this get nominated? It's such a weird choice, but I love the recognition. Yeah. Um, 
sorry, I was looking up. Um, I was listening to you, but I I wanted to look up Jane Alexander. I finally remembered. Oh yeah, I was trying to think of the, the, our other favorite like supporting. Or BSA. What am I saying? Uh, assistant's the best supporting actress. <laughs> yeah, sorry. She's the I queen of the assistant. Left my body. That's all right. She's the, yeah. the two-time assistant. Oh, uh, you know what I did over the weekend, or like over throughout the week too, is uh, I I can't remember like most of the details now. Uh, I was just too excited when I found this article too. Just like actresses who, because I it all started with Albert Finney, because mm-hmm. he's been nominated for like five Academy Awards or something, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. He never won, and it's unfortunate because I he, I think he is a good actor. Like I would have loved to seen him win for Aaron Brockovich. Oh. I think that would have been such a great Ugh. career Oscar for him Loved as him well too. Like it would have checked both boxes. Um, and then I was looking at Jane Alexander, who has like multiple nominations too. And it was like all these actress, actresses, excuse me, and actors who were nominated multiple times too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a joy to kind of look through that uh, that article. I love shit like that. Yeah, I um, I know I love like stats like that of like you know yeah. actors with the most nominations and no wins or whatever. Um, like I think in the best supporting actress category, I think it's Thelma Ritter who has like five yes. nominations and no wins. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's Amy and Glenn. Of course, you know? of course. Yeah. Who is now that I'm? This is such a tangent, but I know that Jane Alexander was the assistant to the best supporting actress in Kramer versus Kramer. Was she in something else, or am I thinking of Terry Gar in Tootsie as being like Ooh, a similar it might role? Have been... You know what I think it is? She was the originator of like the assistant to the best supporting actress, and then it was because Dustin Hoffman was in both. Tootsie Ooh, that's and right. Kramer versus Kramer that he's, he's in everything. He, yeah, he's in everything. Yeah. I mean it's yeah, he Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy how often he's in um BSA movies for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um well <sighs> that's just some best supporting podcast trivia for you folks. Yeah. Um, not sure if we lost <laughs> you, but I was engaged. I had fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm content. Um let's move on to the Golden Globes, which again uh, are kind of all over the place. So if we're looking at 1974, it's confusing because, yeah, 1973, Valentina Cortese was nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress for Day for Night, but she lost to Linda Blair in The Exorcist. Wow. And then in 1974, Diane Ladd was nominated for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Madeline Kahn was nominated not for Blazing Saddles, but for Young Frankenstein. Ooh, that's tough. Those are both great. Yeah. Jennifer Jones was nominated for The Towering Inferno, which was a movie I loved as a kid. And yes. I think that Jennifer Jones is like Disaster a movie. classic Hollywood actress. I feel like the fact that she showed up for The Towering Inferno, they gave her an Oscar, a Golden Globe nomination. <laughs> and then, of course, Beatrice Arthur, also known as B. Arthur, uh, <gasps> nominated as Vera Charles in MAME. Oh, yes. MAME is on my list. Lord, I cannot believe I haven't seen it yet. I know. Um, I, I feel the same way about so many movies. Um, I keep thinking that I'm going to watch more in quarantine. And then I'm like, why have I not seen anything? What am I watching? I know. I need to start writing stuff mm-hmm. down, too. I need to turn off Parks and Rec and get to some I hear you. I just got, I, I'm, I'm probably going to keep it, but I have the 14-day free trial of the Criterion channel. Ooh. And I'm like... I think it's going to like force me. It's going to like curate things for me to just like, okay, this must be good if the Criterion channel has it. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't feel like, Oh, I don't want to invest. It might not be good, you know? And also if I don't like it, then I'm going to turn it off. Yeah, exactly. So a two week trial day 13. Yeah. (laughs) Gone. Cancel bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's Kurt. Yeah, exactly. Play that playoff music. Yeah. Um, So of course the golden globes that year, Karen black won for the great Gatsby. 
mm-hmm. which I have seen a million years ago. Um, okay. And so then, moving on to the Oscars, uh, Valentina Cortese nominated for Day for Night, Madeline Kahn for Blazing Saddles, Diane Ladd for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, and Talia Shire uh, in The Godfather Part Two in what is a classic role being nominated because the movie was being nominated for every other role, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have a term for that yet, but it's yeah, definitely... Yeah, like the, the the Rising Tide nomination. Yeah, it gets swept up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've just talked about a lot of nominations and, and winners and actresses. I, mean, I want to hear your thoughts on any and all of these. Yeah, I did kind of a skimming. I really, really wanted to watch Day for Night, but I didn't. Um, but I did watch quite a few scenes with and without Valentina in it because um, it just seems like an interesting movie. But... I want to start with let's start with the Godfather. Really, it's like I and I feel like we said it before too. The Godfather, Goodfellas, Scarface—they're not my cup of tea. It's like my equivalent of period movies with Colin. Mm-hmm. Yep, I hear that. <laughs> if I have to, I will, but it's not. I'm not going to be like excited for it because unless most of the time too there aren't enough women i'm that's really my biggest complaint yep sorry i agree um that's been my, always and if my there biggest is a problem. woman yeah yeah she better deliver mm-hmm. um so i did watch a couple scenes with her and like al pacino and they play brother and sister and you know it's she's kind of you know she's exactly what you expect her to be mm-hmm. and she has like some nuance and great she got swept up the yeah. rising tide nomination um uh, I did watch a scene or two with Diane Ladd. It was kind of like a compilation of just all of her like best one-liners as she's walking around the diner, and I was I was interested. Mm-hmm. I was definitely invested within like that three-minute clip that I watched. I was like, okay, yeah, I I really need to see this. Uh, and also for the mere fact too that um, ugh, why am I blanking? Ellen Burstyn. Uh, Ellen Burstyn. Yeah, yeah. Ellen Burstyn is in it too, and uh, she won her Oscar for that yeah. too. So, um. So there's that. Uh, Blazing Saddles. I mean, Madeline Kahn is just... It's crazy that she doesn't have an Oscar. I wish she would have won for something she was nominated. Um, is this her only? Or is she also nominated for... I think she got nominated no f- for Paper Moon the year before. Ah, uh, I see, I yeah. see. But she lost um, to Tim but- O'Neill. Yes, but even like the first uh, clip that I watched of her, which I saw Blazing Saddles once Mm -hmm. with Best Supporting Actress Amanda Kaczynski Mm -hmm. when we were in Florida doing The Music Man. And it was one of those movies where everyone forced us to watch it and I really wasn't in the mood. And I don't think Amanda was either. (laughs) Um, So we just kind of sat there and I didn't laugh as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Mel Brooks. I I do enjoy Mel Brooks movies. But uh, so I, I would be interested to go back and watch this again. But the one number that I I found first on YouTube was the number where she uh, it's the I'm tired number mm-hmm. um, and I was like yeah give her an Oscar for this Jesus especially after that was the first thing I watched after um, I almost said American Graffiti because I was looking at the BAFTA <laughs> nominations for Cindy Williams um, Murder on the Orient Express so I I love her and I think she's incredible and I mean what's you can't say enough about Madeline Kahn yeah. Yes, yeah, she's. I mean, it's great to see a, a nomination for a comedic performance, and yeah. um, I think eventually when we talk about Marissa Paving Tomei and my cousin Vinny, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, recognizing the work that that takes. Yes, um, yeah. I uh, yeah, I I think that she's great in Blazing Saddles. It's you know, uh, I love Mel Brooks Blazing Saddles. It's like, you know, 
I'm not really into westerns or fart humor, so like it kind of loses me <laughs> across the board. <laughs> sure. um, but uh, I appreciate the Mel Brooks point of view on things. Um, yeah, of course. So uh, Diane, Ladd, Alice doesn't live here anymore. Is uh, it Diane Ladd doesn't come in for like an hour and change into the movie. Like the movie, it takes oh. a while for her to get to having a job at the diner. But it's you know Ellen Burstyn is great. It's a I don't, you know, it's a kind of movie that you got it like you really got to settle in. It's very surprising mm-hmm. that speaking of, of you know, uh, mafia movies, that it's directed by Martin Scorsese. But I mean, uh-huh. it's you know, it doesn't feel like it's a man trying to tell a woman's story and failing. I think he's very much succeeding. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it's weird. It's one of these movies that like I liked it, but. I don't really ever want to watch it again. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, I feel like we've had a couple of those films um, that you've seen. Whether it was like, was it hard subject matter, or you were you 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 were just like, no, I'm good. I saw it. I'm glad I did that. I can say that yeah. I can put it in my repertoire. I think I like lost interest at some point. Like I lost interest before she got the job at the diner, and then I was like, oh, Diane Ladd's here, so I kind of like perked up, but yeah. like. Then it was like, okay, yeah, but, like, I'm already kind of, like, over this. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also, I think I may have watched it when I was sick, so oh. that didn't help. Um, yeah. I saw Godfather Part Two a million years ago. I mean, uh, there's, speaking of Diane Keaton, there is a pretty great yeah. scene towards the end with Diane Keaton, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is probably more of a BSA performance, if anything, in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I did watch Valentina Cortese in Day for Night, and... It is hands down my pick for who should have won the Oscar this year. I agree with Ingrid. It's a mm-hmm. great performance. She really only she has this like that one uh, uh, set piece of her forgetting the door scene, the door scene, forgetting her lines, yeah. all that, and it's really great. But she then has like some moments later in the movie. Uh, it's such a it's a just a quintessential best supporting actress. The energy mm-hmm. that she, the frequency that she plays in that movie, um, like I I totally get why she was nominated yeah and why ingrid thought she should have won so um i but i also feel like diane ladd equally is really great and alice doesn't live here anymore it it feels kind of iconic in a way so i i almost i actually thought she did win for this for alice doesn't live here anymore Uh, it has that feeling but i love a good leading actress best supporting actress combo too Mm. like a virginia wolf sort of situation too it would have been cool Mm. if diane did win that would have been great Um, yeah i do yeah Um, i love a waitress i love a good waitress you know yeah i yeah i love a a smart talking yeah and had you ever seen the show alice that it was that was based on this no oh it was i mean i know celia i mean i don't want to say nothing but you start with season five and you'll be just right that's when celia weston celia weston comes in i mean the whole thing is great linda lavin is great beth howland who's uh who sings not getting married today in in original company cast recording she's vera she's so good oh my god I love the name Vera. Yeah. I do love that a lot. Vera. And that's it, also a, a MAME reference as well, too. But um, I need to I need to get into Vera. I bet it's on Pluto TV right now. It, I'm like, stop the recording. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do we, if Alice is playing like or available on Pluto TV, it's like the new official like sort of lady watchy channel or app. Wow. Really. Wow. That's um, a big statement. I would love that. Wow. I know. Yeah. All right. Um, or just like a resource, I guess. I love that. Uh, oh, I... Yes. Um, Oh, okay. All right. That's I'm very Pluto. excited now. I'm very excited about Pluto. Not that I wasn't before, but yeah, you're selling it. Cool if it was. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, there was one other thing about Valentina. Hmm. I can't remember it. Eh, That's okay. That's all right. Um, well, you know, let's give Ingrid an opportunity to accept her Oscar and dedicate it to Valentina um, yeah. for the next uh, minute or two. Yes. Thank you very much indeed. It's always very nice to get an Oscar. But in the past, in the past, he has shown that he is very forgetful and also has the wrong timing. Because last year, when Day and Night won for the best picture, I couldn't believe it that Valentina Cortese was not nominated because he gave the most beautiful performance. Yeah. She gave the most beautiful performance that all we actresses recognized because after all, we have all forgotten our lines and always opened the wrong doors. And it was wonderful to see her do it so beautifully. Therefore, I am, it's so ironic that this year she's nominated. When the picture won last year, I don't quite understand that, but here I am and I'm her rival and I don't like it at all. Please forgive me, Valentina. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, I, I do like when she says, oh, it's always nice to receive an Oscar. You know, like, yeah, it's very Meryl. It's very so Meryl. Meryl. It's so Meryl. Yes. I, you know, I'll say this is that while I did not enjoy uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and I do think it's kind of a weird win, and I know she agrees, it was still nice to get more time with Ingrid Bergman, who I, I'm still like very fond of, and I still think oh. is phenomenal, you know? Yes, I th- I'm so smitten with her. And like a dummy, I had no idea. Like, I, I have to do my research. This will come to no surprise, uh, as no surprise to everyone. I had no idea she was in Casablanca. I did not know that was her. I did not oh. at all. And I was looking at, ooh, Colin, I found this great video last night. It's, it's, I, don't, I need to, like, contact this gay, whoever he is, because it has to be a gay man who made this. Um, it's basically um, a retrospective of, like, uh, the original Oscar, like, basically, it's like revisionist history. It's like who he wanted um, to win Best Leading Actress from, like, 1929 all the way up until now. And it is, I was like, yes, yes, yes. yes. And sometimes he did agree with who won. Um, but sometimes there were some really interesting um, choices. And I love that. I love that idea. It was it was, like, eight minutes long. And I loved it. And there's, like, and the music is the soundtrack to the hours. Oh, no. I'm cleaning out because these are some of my favorite things in the world are those oh. compilation videos of who they thought I should have won. I love it. The Best Supporting Actress one I have watched. There's a bunch of them. I will say. I, I didn't even get oh, to it yet. I can't I'll, wait. I'll okay. pull all the ones I can find. They are, It's yeah, it's either the music from the piano. Um, mm, or maybe it is the piano and I got it because it sounded very Philip Glassy. So I don't know. Well, usually they the, the, the lists are, it'll be like eight to 12 minutes. They usually have to use one or two songs. And so okay. it'll sometimes start with um, the piano and I know exactly the song. Like I, I know it. Yes. Like I can't like do it, but I know yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and then it will transition at some point in like the 60s or the 70s into the hours. Um, that, uh, that's the, love it. That's the routine. I... I, every time I watch those videos, I'm so happy we're talking about this right now. It's practically <laughs> almost my BSA of the week. It's the BSA of my life is these compilation videos. Yeah. Um, but 
I always watch, especially for the years where they kind of put like their preferences or someone will do like the silver award for almost, it's almost like the, the assistant to the best supporting actress award. Ooh, I like that. Um, but like there are certain years where I'm like, okay, but. 1966 Sandy Dennis right or like yes if it's best actress yeah like, you have to I make sure that like Elizabeth Taylor gets picked or like Charlize Theron gets picked yes yes then, which they are every once in a while they'll do one where I'm like oh oh I love that for her you know yes exactly right yes. oh it's I'm like I can't believe we didn't watch these videos when I came to Pittsburgh like yeah I know we should I know oh. I know these are like I'm just so gooped because my favorite yeah. thing is my, on my list of like top 10 favorite things that exist in the world right now. Yes. It sparks joy. Sparks and so some. much joy. Oh yeah. Oh my God. God bless. God bless those God videos. Bless. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I'm overwhelmed. Oh, back to Ingrid. Yeah. But we started this with my lack of knowledge of Ingrid Bergman and how I can't, I've never seen Casablanca and I, I need to, mm-hmm. I know, I know everyone. But she's so beautiful, and I, I just am excited. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have not seen it either. We may have talked about that last week with. Yeah, Rex I think Flower. I remember you saying it. Which um, is why I felt safe to say. Oh it yeah, too, this so. is a safe space. Um, <laughs> if you have come to this podcast to hear two film completists talk about their catalog of yes. references, you have come to the wrong house. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. you know, uh, you will get frequent notes on a scandal references, and I think oh, that replaces yes. it. Yeah. Yes, it really does. Um, we may not have Casablanca references, but if you're not young, it's not bringing you life. You're not young. Then check your Barbara pulse. Covet is just as important. Uh, Barbara yes. Covet is one of my favorite Barbaras. Um, yeah, I know. That, yeah. that should be an episode uh, in the details. Episode, I know. Top five favorite Barbaras. You know, I, I've thought about this that, and I don't know if it occurred to me when I was figuring out the name of the podcast, but there is a part of me that kind of wishes in the details was called Barbara Please. But ooh, that would have been fun. I know, but it is what it is. I feel like it, yeah. it would have been hard to explain. Um, sure, but I like the idea of like, all right, Mary, Barbara, please. Um, anyway, uh, lots of tangents, but let's get to the meat of the matter. And there isn't much of it. It's a couple of deli slices, Ingrid yeah. Bergman in Murder on the Orient Express. Yes, yes. This first scene, because everyone's getting on the train, and she comes and she's playing. I don't know. She sort of reminds me of this is like a weird reference, but the uh, the character's name is the Hanyak um, in Chicago, and it's the one during Cell Block Tango. That yes, yes, she's uh-uh. giving me Hanyak yeah. energy. Yeah, she's very uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> it is. <laughs> she's very she's giving uh-uh. me uh uh energy. Yes, she really is. <laughs> it's just like this, like I don't know, foreign woman who's very sort of disheveled and like. It's it's like if someone tapped her on the shoulder by accident that she would just spontaneously combust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like she is so tightly wound up about something, which I don't know. It's kind of beating you overhead over the head with this like red herring, you know, I don't know, energy as well. I'm like, what's happening? Like I'm interested, mm-hmm. but also you're giving me too much right away. Also, I, I don't know what's happening. And then she pulls out. It's like. I feel like she would know that she's always wearing that necklace, always. Th- that anyway. was weird. So the fact that yeah. she didn't pull it out of a pocket or she pulled it up off, she's looking for this like relic almost, right? Like some sort of yeah, it's religious... like a it's a uh, medal of Saint Christopher, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, why would she be like, oh wait, I can't find this. I'm gonna look everywhere except where I always wear it. Um, yes, but I guess that adds to the confusion of 
how much of a tizzy she's in. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. But I was like, great. Yeah, I, I feel like best supporting baubles that fell out of her purse, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was. And then all the men are trying to <sighs> sell her things. And I love that, like. For, very stressful. For some reason, when she said, and they all look like the three wise men, by the way. I feel like. They do. Yes. Like, Balthazar, Melchior. Yeah. The whole gang. I was like, where that frankincense at, you know? Um, <laughs> you guys got mur? <laughs> you guys got <laughs> Murder on the Oregon. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, play us uh, off, play yeah, us off. It's yes, over. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, uh, I feel like that moment where she like pulled the cross out. And she's like Saint Christopher, Saint Christopher. It was like that, like warded them off. Like you know, I got it. Yeah, she puts it on her chin. If she did, I would have screamed. Oh. That would have been amazing. <laughs> tapped it yeah <laughs> yeah just oh my god but like then they were like oh saint christopher oh never mind we're not selling her necklaces i guess she doesn't need them she's got her saint like it was it was a very strange moment um but yeah then she like scurries off to the train and um i feel like un- until her interrogation scene we only really see her kind of in like the dining car you know in passing like she doesn't have any moments you know yeah she's just kind of chilling yeah yeah, she's just chilling, looking looking concerned. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, I, oh my God, I just skipped so much of the movie. Like 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. So much of the movie. There's a lot, yeah. Um, you know, enough to know what was going on. I saw the guy get killed. I was like, okay, I see. I see what's going on here. I see the setup. Mm-hmm. Now they're stuck in the snow. Got it. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, she's like the third person they interrogate after Lauren Bacall. Uh, which I stopped on her scenes to kind of like watch more of Lauren Bacall. Yeah, sure. And then watch I like lady. couldn't take it anymore. I was like, oh god, yeah. this is so. This is like, this is like when I tried to watch Hanging Up last week, and I just yeah. hung up. It was just <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, we get this single take of uh, Greta being escorted in to be uh, interrogated by Poirot. Um, Poirot, which I'm, I'm very sure, I'm very sure that that's the correct way to pronounce it. So yes, I swear Albert Finney is like three inches away from her face during this entire scene. I was like, why is this so? I don't mind a close up, Mm -hmm. but like he was, I could like smell his, you know, breath. I kept thinking it was really weird, and especially for like a one take thing, I would be like, can you just? move right and maybe it's just one of those movie things where you he had to be that close but i he didn't all at the same time like kind of standing above her and just kind of really being i guess like an intimidating sort of position but i don't know it was yeah i feel like uh i kept thinking about his breath and i kept thinking about like how hard that would be to like interact with so consistently and so yeah. I guess I like was giving credit to Ingrid Bergman that like she worked with it. I was like, this is a sign of somebody who like under these sort of there's no breaks and she's got this guy three inches from her face and she needs to inject this scene with as varied a face journey as she can. And yes, I would agree. Yes, yes, yes. It's I mean I'm I I can't you know after Cactus Flower I was very obsessed with saying oh Dr. Winston Dr. Julian Winston oh I know where this I is know. going I <laughs> but I can't I've been waiting <laughs> I can't I 
can't I can't quite walk around with the same abandon saying little brown babies. I was teaching little brown babies far more backwards than myself. I was born backwards. I was born backwards. Teaching little brown babies. I I've went to Africa. <laughs> I mean oh, man. there's something about the, just the way that she says little brown babies. Um yeah. and the way that like at one point she says it and like Poirot kind of like says it back like yes yes little brown babies like it's so I don't know it was just I like obviously uh, <laughs> I, I'm probably not supposed to say little brown babies I know but yes the, I was gonna say uh, we it's, know it's yeah but it's the it's the inflection yes they could really be saying like fun little black course, beans yeah. they could be saying like little yeah. brown Barley's. It's just the way they're saying it. Yeah. It's the bees. It's the bees. Yeah. Little brown babies. The little brown. I mean, Ingrid Bergman. That accent. Yeah, she's great. she's great. And I think really, um, you were kind of saying this before, but like this is all about how she's reacting to Albert Finney. Mm-hmm. There are so many little moments where her like eyebrows go up, and she's like, because it is hard to convincingly listen to someone in a play or on, on film too, and like not see through or not see her acting i guess too so mm-hmm. it is the scene's great like the, it, it really is and she has a little bit of like a breakdown moment and like the moment she talked about her seeing jesus and like has how she was kind of called to then look after the little brown babies yeah um, yeah those those infamous little brown babies she she yeah. also has this one moment that i love and i mean it's hard to pick out the moment she wanted because the whole she's in it for a moment but yeah. that when she's talking about, you know, speaking to lots of people in Minneapolis and and how much money that she raised and she has this thing where she says, and we raised like fourteen thousand dollars and twenty seven cents and then she looks up at like someone else and then she mm. does this like weird like overbite frown of like hmm and it's this it's this strange acting choice. It's it, it reminds me a little bit of a. Uh, Goldie Hawn eating the tear in Cactus Flower. Oh, yeah. She does kind of like a little bit of like a weird lip thing. Um, I love that. And it's it's a great moment. It's a great like it informs like so much of like, oh, she is she is very much not certain of what she's saying. And yeah, I mean, to your point, like it it's a great scene. It is a really Mm -hmm. good scene. And it's a little like over the top, you know, but I mean, the movie kind of there's space for it to be over the top. I mean, Albert Finney is, you know, playing this like weird version of the penguin. There's room for Ingrid Bergman to be a little over the top, you know? Yeah. Uh, Albert Finney was nominated for this film too, for leading actor, which I find interesting. And I, I I didn't finish my thought with that earlier. I think I just went on something else, but when I first saw it, I was like, okay, he's good. I can see why he uh, got nominated for this. Um, but it's definitely campy. And once I started reading articles, everyone was just like ripping him to shreds. Yeah. Not everyone of like how he was just like in a different movie and it was like chewing the scenery and just like, uh, you know, campy, awful uh, performance. And I was like, oh, OK. I, I see both sides of it, but I was like, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really feel power or strongly about it either way, too. But I like Albert Finney, so yeah, I did, I forgot that it was him. I had to look up who played him, and I was like, oh, that's Albert Finney. That's that's cool. Yeah, he definitely disappears into the role. Um, yes, and I feel like I know I do know him best from Aaron Brockovich, and uh, yeah. it, and like he totally transforms in that role as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. oh God, he should have won Best Supporting Actor for Aaron That would have been so great. That would be in my, you know, my YouTube video that I make yeah. for Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. Totally. Oh, God. Uh, um, so 
yeah, she has the breakdown. She cries into her in her handkerchief. Um, and then, I mean, there's there's the whole thing kind of just of him, in, you know, questioning her about, you know, what happened that night. And, and I feel like I feel like the moments where I see Ingrid acting the most are the whole thing about what color the dressing gown was, where she's like, oh, it's a li- lilac, lilac. Like she's like figuring out how to say lilac. Yes. And maybe some of that is because the character is supposed to be pretending she's not good at English. Mm-hmm. My guess would be Ingrid knew what she was doing, and that's what this moment was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like it's hard, right? Because it's like I she does such a great job in the scene. I love the single take, you know, uh, gag of it all. I appreciate that she gets to like kind of pull out all these acting choices and whatnot, but. It's like an Oscar. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's that's the end of the the finish line here. Yeah. Is like it just seems. I mean, yeah, we put the Oscars on a pedestal too, but it's just because like we've seen so many great performances, we've covered so many great performances so far, and it's just like the range. I wish there was more consistency, and it's not to knock Ingrid because we love her. It's this. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting choice of what that year could have been and what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that's, it's the inconsistency has gotten kind of interesting in a way because it's like, I said this <clears throat> on multiple episodes where I feel like we, we prefer a meritocracy where the best performances are nominated and the best performance wins. And there could be a yeah. differing of opinions or tastes, but like the, the work is recognized. Oh, it's so pretentious. Yeah. The work. But mm-hmm. um, it's just, I, I can just hear Meryl Streep talking about someone saying, Oh my God, she's just so generous. Such a generous actress. Yes. It's so yeah, uh, exactly. that's someone who says the work and honoring the work also talks about other actors being generous. Uh, but I, I think what we're seeing is like different years. There's different reasons why somebody wins, you know? And mm-hmm. um, it, it's interesting kind of looking at, you know, the last you know decade or two, um, and how much of it's about campaigning, you know, and how much of it yeah. is about um, public persona and, and things like that. And so, um, yeah, I think that this was an example of we love you, Ingrid. We're really sorry about the whole thing uh, that happened a couple decades ago. Uh, we're sorry we didn't nominate you for Cactus Flower. Um, here yeah, is a, it's... Here's an Oscar for Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, so strange. And it's it reminds me of like the we were I feel like there was another actress we talked to talked about but um like a sort of like a Renée Zellweger too, like an apology Oscar. I feel like we've used those words before mm-hmm. and I can't remember which BSA we were talking about or maybe it wasn't a BSA. Mm. Um Yeah, I mean I think that Jessica Lange was kind of an apology Oscar for Francis because I think that was the year ooh. that Meryl won for Sophie's Choice. And so like oh, interesting. it was kind of like Jessica Lang really kind of won it for Francis because that was the heavier lifting, but like that's like a classic apology Oscar. But yeah, there've been a bunch yeah. of them where, yeah. um, and I'm sure like as soon as we finish recording, we're going to remember like, Oh yeah. I'm going to like, scream yeah. <laughs> as um, I'm pouring my second cup of coffee. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think <clears throat> this is a, a classic example of an apology Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, other than that interrogation scene, I mean, I feel like she, she adds a little bit of color, if you will, to that blue light scene. Uh, yeah. But then, I mean, it's gotten to the point. I don't know if you have things. There's things that I watch because they bring joy, like those compilations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then there's things that I watch because they, like, set my jaw on edge. I'm like, oh, God, this is so stupid. I'm just going to watch it <gasps> again. 
Yeah, what is this? It's this stupid glass clinking scene in Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, God, There's yes. so many little moments of it that I, like, just, I don't like. Um, mm-hmm. There's, like, the sort of... Uh, the Anthony Perkins scarf, I find that to be kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, like the the sort of actressy way that Vanessa Redgrave kind of, she like kisses Lauren Bacall and then kind of winks at Jacqueline Bissett. And it's so mm-hmm. just like, this is what my character would do. Exactly. Exactly. It's so much of like that. And then like just so many men in ugly uh, blazers. I'm just like, oh, another mm-hmm. ugly man in a blazer. Okay. Uh, we get Sean Connery. And then. Yeah, I would just like. Ravage him. Oh, I know. Be like, <laughs> clink, clink, clink. Hold on. Yes. Come clink. Yeah. Uh, yes. But then, like, Wendy Hiller kind of does that thing you're talking about where, like, she leans in to kiss Lauren Bacall's character, and it's like, oh, I think she's going down, guys. I, someone yeah. grab Wendy. <laughs> she's so fragile. Someone get the countess. Um, yeah. And it's just, I don't know. And, I, like, then the last person to clink is Ingrid Bergman, and she, like, has this gravitas in the way that she looks at Lauren Bacall. And I... And it, but then they cut it off like immediately. Of course. But it's a great little moment. But I think what I dislike the most is then obviously the train gets kind of like, you know, they manage to pull it through the snow. Mm-hmm. And I think what caps this off is the music. It's so murder she wrote. Oh, it's yeah. It's so murder definitely. she wrote. Like I just kept hearing like murder she wrote and like seeing Jessica Fletcher riding her bike, you know? I was just going to say, yes, jogging in the morning, you know, (laughs) waving to everyone. Like holding the flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That my friend told me she, um, she works out at this, like, I don't know, some little gym on the Upper West Side that's, like, full of old ladies. And they had some aerobics class that involved them skipping around the room to the theme song to Murder, She Wrote. Oh, and I can't stop God. thinking about it. It's <laughs> like the BSA gym. Let's just, like, start that. I know. Well, for some we call it, like, the Georgia Angle gym because I think Georgia Angle used to work out there. But she's Ugh. no longer there. So, yeah. Um, so it was indeed the BSA gym. Um, oh, I love that Georgia so Angle used to work out there. It's that's the name of the gym is you're not young. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it's so spelled well phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, Let us help you in parentheses. <laughs> oh man. Um well that is Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Uh we did it. We celebrated Ingrid. Um and we we're gonna watch Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, we'll celebrate yeah. with uh with that, I suppose. With that, um, and eventually, <sighs> you know, I think we should we should talk about Wendy Hiller soon. I'm I'm even though it's yeah. it's pre 1960. I know it's black and white, yes. but we're gonna venture into that territory and yeah. we're gonna find that nuance. We will, we will. Looking and Amanda will not listen to that episode. <laughs> I know. She texts me. She's like, "I love how I become the villain of the best supporting <laughs> podcast." That. Oh my god, no! She is so hardly, the hardly. best supporting actress of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> she's color commentary. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, like eventually we'll have her on. You know, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll figure out something for yeah. her. It'll be great. Um, so uh, anyway, I think that's leading us to sort of our you know uh, act two, which is where we talk about yes. our nominations and winners. Um, for BSA of the week. Yes. I love that nominations. I always say runner up, but nominations is a good word. Yeah. I guess I know we've been calling it runner up, but I, yeah, maybe it's in theme to, to say that there's nominations. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, one thing that I did watch this week, um, Keon's brother, um, when you buy one of those, uh, like the masterclass things that's on Instagram, mm-hmm. so his brother bought one, but if you buy one, you could give a gift of like, it's like you buy one, get one free. Yep. So you can give it to whoever you want. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we are reaping the benefits of that and it's incredible. It's a really, really well-made, um, sort of docu-series if for those of you who don't know it's just like they find some of them are a little suspect mm-hmm. like i don't need to be learning about i i'm not gonna no i'm not gonna complete that thought but anyway um <laughs> <laughs> but the one i've been watching that's just so lovely is the margaret atwood one. Oh, okay um, yeah. for those of you who don't know margaret atwood wrote the handmaid's tale among other books too and she is so charming and relaxing it's like an asmr video Mm. and she has such meryl energy like i just want to be a woman wearing an oversized dress shirt with like wacky glasses and like a big chunky necklace or a scarf that is like my dream aesthetic i can't wait to just like retire and like (laughs) in like new england somewhere and just like (laughs) in cape cod right it's gonna be great oh my god i love that you know it's funny when you said that for some reason i picture this is like a deep cut um but speaking of Meryl, do you remember that movie she was in called Prime, where she plays like Uma Thurman's therapist? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it turns out that like her son, it's her son. Is dating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she literally has kooky glasses, like a, a dress yes. shirt, and a, and like a necklace that therapist she, energy that she acts yes. with. I mean, I remember this clip of her like adjusting her necklace while she's listening to the salacious details. Of course. It's, so uh, I have the image, and you look like you'd look like Meryl Streep in Prime. Oh, I would I would love Meryl Streep to play Margaret Atwood in the masterclass version of what I'm <laughs> what I'm watching cuz like she has like the way that she speaks and like their cheekbones are the same and mm-hmm. Margaret Atwood it's so cute. She almost has a little bit of like Ina Garden awkwardness to her but she's still a very obviously intelligent woman and says and I'm not a writer but like I'm 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 inspired by like what she says mm. and like her process and like how she goes about telling story and developing characters and um but one thing she does too is she'll say something like kind of awkward and funny and she just has like this exhale laugh she never laughs she just kind of purses her lips and like blows air out her nose but it's so charming (laughs) i just love her a lot so that's been giving me a lot of joy this week i love that i i just bought masterclass as well so maybe i will you did i did so this is perfect i mean it, it bears the question have you watched any of Joyce Carol Oates. <laughs> I haven't yet. I'm not ready for Saving those sunken that. eyelids yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The hats are really more of a summer thing. <laughs> oh, the hats! <laughs> I screamed when I saw that. Uh, oh man, she's um, great. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm excited about that. Thank you. I I'm very excited about Masterclass, and that's a good place to start. I think. Oh please! Yeah, it's just a lovely afternoon. Mm-hmm. I watched it on Saturday, and uh, just like make a cup of tea. And just sit down I and could do that. enjoy. I could do that. Yeah. Um, well, my nomination slash runner up for BSA of the week before we get to our. Uh, do you have other BSA nominations? No, that's that's all I okay. had. That was my only like nomination. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my nomination slash runner up would have to be. I thought the recent episode of Squirrel Friends was Ooh. so funny, and what I Yay. loved about it the most was when I realized and you realized we all realized that the office was losing and you two kind of somewhat secretly started rooting for it to like do better you're like oh no oh no the office is falling behind oh i know but there's other like it was clear that you wanted it to be doing better and it was there was something just so 
the way that and then for for what and I won't ruin it for anyone who hasn't listened but the way that it all ended was so funny with like the results I was like of course I know of- and the last minute call we had to we oh had to call God. we had to phone a friend it was so good it was such a funny episode and um there were so many moments where I was just like I don't know if I it, I don't not necessarily that like I I, I disagree like it doesn't matter if I don't sure. agree but yeah like, it's all subjective yeah and I knew opinions. that it was like this is talk about Sophie's choice Oh, it's so hard. But it got me thinking about so many different, like, I love the idea of, like, pairings, like, interesting character pairings. Yes. Um, yeah. I like Dwight as, like, the best friend. I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, he really is. I love that, like, Pam was his best friend. Um, yeah, in the finale. Oh, that finale. Oh, I know. Oh. The finale. Uh, I, um, oh, my God. I had so many thoughts. I feel like, I'm like, here's all my, here's all my notes. Here my, but I. It was great. It was really fun. Um, yeah. And I was content with the result. Yeah, I think so, mm-hmm. too. And, like, uh, for those of you who don't know quite what Colin is mentioning on uh, my other podcast. That's okay. My other podcast, The Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour with Amanda Kaczynski, where we come out of hiatus every once in a while to make an episode that we feel passionate about. So we kind of compared and ranked, ultimately, 30 Rock versus Parks and Recreation versus The Office. Uh, and it's tough. And I started watching a lot of 30 Rock afterwards, and I was like, yeah, this is... It just... It's, it depends on what you're watching, mm-hmm. and Parks and Rec is what we were watching recently. So we had a lot to say about that, but we also love and respect The Office. It's... it's It was a whirlwind. Yeah. We were nervous. And there, I mean, like, three... I mean, you could say Parks and Rec and The Office are more similar than 30 Rock, but, yeah. like, all three of them... Are, are very different. You know, I feel like yes. Parks and Rec does have a little bit of a wackier edge, whereas mm-hmm. The Office has more of a grounded in reality edge yeah. until it gets kind of weird towards the end. Yeah, until Michael does some. Oh, God, those last two seasons. Oh, yeah, I, it's, yeah. It's tough. They're, they're just not good. Um, I do have a bit of a crush on the sound guy that, you know, uh, is really oh, yeah. interested in Pam. I do think he's really cute. Um, yes. But... Uh, the office i mean i think for me the office is probably that's my favorite like that's my like yeah. go to sleep show that's the one that i like mine the most nuances from i mean mm-hmm. i think as as many great moments as i've gotten from 30 rock and like parks and rec like nothing is ever going to match you know michael coming to pam's art show or yes. jim or proposing to holly or propose uh. or anything with holly anything with holly yes. i think she is one of my favorite female characters on television yeah. Women are so rarely given a role where they can be weird and as mm-hmm. weird as like the male counterpart where she wasn't just the reactor. Um, and yet yeah. she was still like, she wasn't too crazy and she was funny yeah. and she was, Oh my God. I love Holly Flax. Um, yeah. Amy Ryan, Amy Ryan, just incredible Oscar nominee. Oscar nominee. I love her in gone <gasps> baby gone. I can't wait to talk about mm-hmm. that. Um, yes. And Jan Levinson Gould is a, amazing character arc yeah uh, laura harden right oh, and of course i mean like everyone says it but the expert level tv of the dinner party i mean yes it's just yes, yes, yes. perfect television so mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean but uh, 30 rock is uh also fantastic and parks and rec is great i mean uh, parks and it's it's so great. I just had to like, I don't know. It was like, this is what I think. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think we should, we should have like a follow up with all the emails that people sent. Right, us, like, right. Either good or bad. Yeah. So uh, that was a couple weeks later. That was super fun. I hope you guys do more. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Quarantine episodes. Yes. Um, yeah. Because it was great. 
Um, well, I guess that brings us to our actual BSAs of the week, though. And, and I should qualify before we announce them that if you don't know what the BSA of the week is, yeah. of course, it is a, an, a performance, uh, a, an actor, a food, a song, a thing, anything in our lives right now that is acting as the best supporting actress in our lives right now. Yes. Um, so who mm. won it for you this week or what? Yeah, this is a person, mm-hmm. and this is someone who I found out about, I'd say, like, maybe three days ago over the weekend or something. Um, and I am late to the party because she has almost a million followers on Instagram. I think it's, like, 800,000, but it is Miss Tabitha Brown. Are you aware of Tabitha no, Brown? No, I'm not. <sighs> I just love her so much. So I, I don't know if she's a comedian. I think she is. She is a woman who makes food. Um, among other things on her, uh, I'm going to pull her up right now. Yeah, she's a vegan uh, sort of chef, I would say, like home home cook. But her personality is what really is like the main draw with this. I think that her vernacular and how she, I, it's like I don't want to say too much, but she's hysterical. She's uh, she's optimistic and positive, and uh, she has these like little affirmations every once in a while too. And I would just without saying too much, I would just go check, like anyone who doesn't know her, even though I'm sure most of you probably do. She popped up on one of those like Facebook things when you watch one video and then another Uh video pops Mm -hmm. up and you're just like, all right, I'll watch this one too. And I could watch about, Keanu and I watched like 25 of them in a row last night. And they're all about like a minute long. She just makes like really great vegan food, which I'm I'm not a vegan, but um, it's just interesting. We dabble in like some veggie sometimes vegan we make a really killer vegan mac and cheese actually Keon does because it's too many steps and i just like to eat it <laughs> you eat a really I'm good like, vegan mac and cheese yeah, yeah. I eat, yes yeah. Um, but she is hysterical and um i would suggest her to anyone who needs a sort of if you're having a bad day if you need a little bit of a lift go check out her instagram name is i am tabitha brown on instagram and you will be you will not regret it she's just a little bit of like sunshine and uh She's really funny, mm. and she has kids and like a beautiful husband, and I love her. <laughs> wow, wow! I mean, I, end of story. I have not heard of her, so thank thank you for uh, this. I'm excited for you to find out. Yeah, that's good. Um, I realized I have I have one other quick nomination. They have been a BSA of the week, I think, before, but this so this might be kind of like a lifetime achievement award. But I oh, okay. have been taking your following and been listening to old episodes of Lady Watch. Oh, Colin, isn't it it's, just... It's just exactly... I mean, it's exactly it what it is. It soothes my soul. It's just... I love lady news from three years ago, you know? Yeah, honestly. It's yeah. like... It's interesting to see, like, some movies that were, like, in development that never came to be either, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, there's a lot like, of them. Ugh, yeah. I would have loved to have seen that movie. I know. Or, like, hearing them kind of... Like, I heard one episode where they were, like, talking about, like, yeah, Judy, I mean, Liza, you know, doesn't... She, you know, about, like, Liza kind of, like, not accepting the movie and well the 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 rumors are that you know Brene might win the Oscar for this and it's just like it's interesting because a lot of their episodes I've been listening to are like uh very post-Trump um and so there's a lot of like Mm -hmm. that anguish and so it's kind of strange they're like oh I mean our country at this time I'm like girl you don't even know yeah interesting yeah but it's been such a I don't know a beacon of light for me it's been so nice because I like you and um because you were talking about on, on your matron episode i'm in a podcast slump Mm -hmm. and it's like going back and watching episodes of the office for me it's like this is yeah um, i'm gonna go re-listen to lady watch again yeah that's that's (laughs) kind of where it's falling is like comfort listen um yeah but i mean this i feel like it's very appropriate 
that my BSA of the week and the episode in which we talk about Ingrid Bergman winning an apology Oscar for Murder on the Orient Express, it's appropriate to issue an apology BSA yes. to Glenn Close. Yes. Because Glenn, speaking of Instagram, uh, has taken to she's taken to the phone to oh. del- <laughs> deliver what may be I mean, watch your back, Ingrid Bergman. You want a single take of a woman going through a journey <laughs> with no little brown babies? Yes. You can watch Glenn Close. I'm assuming it's still available on Instagram. It is, because um, I want to give a shout out to um, a squirrel, Mary, who sent it to us. Oh, too. oh um, yes. I'm going to I'm gonna scroll through as you, yeah. as you do that. Um, I think her name is Nina. Um, I don't know how I know that. I think, yeah, I, I think I know that because um, yeah. I just retain okay. information that I don't need. Beautiful. Um, Thank you. But Nina. I did need it, so that worked out well. Um, I love that name, Nina. Um, yeah. Nina. Uh, anyway, uh, hi, Nina. Um, so, uh, yes, this it's a video from like a week or two ago of Glenn like reflecting on New York and, and Broadway being shut down and just her feelings on, you know, her early days in New York and and you know, the, the power of theater and, and how she's thinking of New York and this, this rock, you know, and, and I guess she's, I the don't know. It's a lot. Theater, it's right. a lot. Even that I'm barely scratching it's the surface. It's hard to describe. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's so lady watchy uh, for sure. Mm. Like if they were still doing it, they would most definitely talk about that. It's um, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a moment where she, speaks through closed eyes and then opens them to reveal tears. And that to me, no drag queen could have a better reveal than Glenn's tears. I mean, (laughs) that is the wig under a wig under a wig reveal, you know? Oh, it's so good. Um, It's, and Glenn, of course, is just like no makeup, just you know, this is Glenn. Yeah, she never does. And I love that. I re- and you know, the benefit of that is like all that nuance, all that nuance yeah. in her in her unadorned face. It, it, and obviously, she wasn't quote unquote performing. She was you know singing from the heart. But it's great, Glenn Close. She's, she's killing the Instagram game she's, during quarantine. Yeah, yeah, she's really like she's doing it, and I I um. I don't know. That was a very exciting video. I did not, I, I didn't know I needed that. And then I needed it. Yeah. And, uh, and she talks about how she auditioned for a show and how she wrote them a letter because at least from what I was gathering, she auditioned and she didn't like her audition. Mm-hmm. So she wrote them a letter to say, can I try again? Which wouldn't that be nice to do nowadays? Right. Because that's definitely not possible. Yeah. Um, and then she got cast as like, uh, it was a musical about King Henry VIII's wives. Yes. Which she said. She got cast as Anne Boleyn. Yeah. Or, yeah, Anne Boleyn or Mary. She got cast as somebody, but she says something about how, like, oh, not a great subject for a musical, but isn't that a musical that was, like, on the West End and on Broadway? Like, Yeah, I guess so. I've not heard of it, of course. Um, like six but six or uh, something like that. Yeah, so it was a little bit of, like, not even, like, backdoor bragging because it's Glenn. She's not, I don't take her as someone. She was just telling a, a part of a little piece of the New York scene mm-hmm. when she was first starting out and all that. Um, but gosh, uh, what I wouldn't give to just go to Glenn Close's house and sit on her back porch with her dog mm-hmm. and just oh, bullshits. I know. I, know. I can see it. I can see. With a big chunky necklace mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah. And her. No makeup. <laughs> and her kind of just staring <laughs> off and going, oh my gosh. 
Uh, Ann Archer. She was a she was a doll. She was a doll in Fatal Attraction. She was a doll. Yeah, type. she's yeah. everything they tell you about her. Ann Archer. Oh, speaking of Fatal Attraction, that that video that I watched in on YouTube had Glenn Close winning for Fatal oh, Attraction, that's... and I was like, yes, yes. take that share. <laughs> oh, that's who beat her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Glenn is so fantastic in that. Um, yeah. And I love that Ann Archer got nominated for Best Supporting Actress for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, normally that role doesn't get recognized, but yes. she did a great job of. <sighs> crashing her car so um yeah. it's a great movie um well speaking of ann archer crashing her car the music has started oh. <laughs> <laughs> best segue ever <laughs> seamless best supporting segue <laughs> yeah. but that does mean that our episode is coming to a close and that means we need to let you know where you can find more of us yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at BSAPod or send us an email with your thoughts or suggestions or whatever you're up to uh, at thebsapod at gmail.com. And you can also check out more of me at Nikachanov on Twitter, Instagram, and Colin. Are you ready for this? I downloaded TikTok. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, she it did. It was time. Um, I'm thinking maybe that I might do some lady lip syncs. I think it would be fun. I was hoping I think you it's were the perfect say platform. That. I was hoping you were gonna say this. <laughs> I think it'd be a really fun little project because I don't I don't have anything to say on TikTok, and I you need kind of like a gimmick, and I think that the lady lip syncs. I need you lady to do lip, this. Yeah, I I'm lip-syncs. begging you. Okay, please. I'll, I'll get to work at once. I will download TikTok. I will support this. I will support this. Um, yeah, it'll be good. I do endorse this. I love that idea. Um, and I will be singing its praises on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Um, and I'm sure I'll... That's a segue. I like Yeah, that. thank you for that. that. I'm just like good. queen yeah. of the segways today. Um, <laughs> beep, beep, get out of my way. I'm taking a tour of DC. Um, <laughs> You're on that bus getting your life. I am getting my life. Segways waving back at me. <laughs> but... You can also hear me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. You can actually hear both of us because we're going to be recording an episode together on In the Details soon. Um, and you can hear me on All Right, Mary, uh, talking about season 12 of Drag Race. Um, so uh, I guess thank you, Ingrid Bergman, for all of your work um, in Hollywood. Here is an Oscar for six minutes of work in Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. yeah. All aboard. On board. All aboard. Trains departing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, who else should we thank here? I don't know, Sean Connery. Sean that's, Connery. That's my takeaway, yeah. and his beautiful bod, yeah. and just his sexy self. But uh, Wendy Hiller, great. Yeah, we'll we'll, um, we'll see you at a separate table. Yeah, exactly. In a separate episode. <laughs> yeah, Madeline Kahn, Diane Ladd, Valentina. Yeah. I'd like to keep it on. Yes, I'd like to give her an Oscar, please. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, 